What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is going on? Yeah, man, this is a, uh, so Shamari, this is a, uh, interesting week for Star Wars. Had some, uh, had some, we have some good topics on, on hand for today. Uh, I think a lot of interesting stuff with the Mandalorian, especially, that we'll more or less start with, but, um, also some interesting stuff that, uh, that you f- found this week, Shamari. So, I, I mean, I'm excited, um, to talk, uh, about this, uh, about, uh, about this week in Star Wars. Yep. So we got another week in Star Wars, another week in interesting news. Um, uh, so another week with, uh, we got some good stuff. We got some, I wouldn't say bad stuff, but some man stuff. So, I mean, we'll get into everything. Uh, the first, uh, piece of news, it's really uh, kind of a multiple pieces of news contained into one thing. But Entertainment Weekly was speaking with, uh, Filoni and, uh, John Favreau regards to the Mandalorian. And, um... So we're getting more news about the Mandalorian. Uh, yes. So uh, the main focus of the article was the fact that Favreau is working on season two, which you know we had known that it was it was renewed for season two, but he said he's working on it now. So that's something that is happening now, and that's very exciting. Um, now, one uh, quote in particular from the article that I want to focus on first uh, actually came from Dave Filoni. So in the article uh, from Entertainment Weekly. Dave Filoni mentions how uh, it's crazy having a character that you wrote walk up and talk to you in full costume on a set. You know, um, uh, now people are are speculating now. Who is this character? Is it a new? Is it a new character? Is it somebody that that uh, he created before um, the Mandalorian? So is it a Sabine, a Ezra? Um, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, I guess it's possible, you know, that Ezra just, uh, is just in the Mandalorian. I mean, that would be in, insane, but, um, there is a lot of speculation going on surrounding that. Uh, so Kendall, what are your thoughts with regards to this quote from Dave Filoni? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Filoni's a smart guy. So I think he knows that like what he's saying has to almost certainly has to mean that it's an animated character of his, somebody from the Clone Wars, somebody from Rebels. Given the timeline, you would think it almost has to be Rebels. Um, it doesn't have to be, but it's it's likely going to be Rebels. Well, it's just a Saul Guerrero situation, but um, the, I guess the question just is like, if you're going to put a character from Rebels and put him in the Mandalorian, take a character from Rebels, it, you would think it would have to be somebody fairly significant. Now we were wrong. I mean, with Saul Guerrero, I don't know if it had already been teased, but like when he when his name got announced, like Saul Guerrero isn't like some A-list Clone Wars character. He wasn't an integral character. You know, you could find him in five, six episodes or whatever. But um, that's what it is. <laughs> there are a lot of bigger characters from the Clone Wars, and they decided to pick Saul Guerrero. So. Um, they, this could be one of those situations where it's a character where, like, he's in one or two episodes of the Rebels, and they, they throw him in here in the Mandalorian, and you kind of don't realize that he's probably going to be a totally different character anyway. But I, I mean, I just don't think that they even even if that were the case, I don't think Filoni would reference that again. I think he's smarter than that. I don't think he would make a big deal of the fact that they're putting some guy that 
probably one or two episodes of Rebels uh, in The Mandalorian. <laughs> With that being said, I, I mean, I think this has to be someone like the logical person to think about is, is Sabine. Um, there were rumors, you know, months ago that Sabine's helmet was on set. We don't know what to make of that, but we know if we were like, look, how do we know it's her helmet? There are a lot of Mandalorian helmets. Obviously, hers is a little unique, but you know, there's a chance that you know there's another Mandalorian who also has paint or some sort of art uh, to her to her costume. Um, but now, with that being said, now we know that you know <laughs> there is that plus the fact that Filoni's practically confirming that one of his original characters is going to appear for the first time in live action. I mean, there's a lot of smoke, plus the show is called The Mandalorian, and she's a Mandalorian. Um, a lot of smoke behind the Sabine Wren train. How, how old would Sabine be at this point? Ballpark. Uh, Sabine. Is she around the same, she's around the same age as Luke Skywalker, right? Maybe a little older. Probably a little older, I would like Luke in the in the ride of in the Last Jedi, not Last Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi is like I don't know twenty something. All right. So she would be maybe thirty something. I think it should be in her thirties, probably. Yeah, thirties, probably maybe like early mid thirties, probably mid thirties. Uh, she's I, definitely I only asked that for sure. Grown adult, older. Yeah, I only ask that because uh, one actress that's going to be in this show is is Ming Na Wen, um, right. and they've kept they've kept her character very secret. Apparently, we don't know who she's playing. We just know she's a, she's going to play in yes. fairly into a role in this in the show. And then Favreau said that you know yeah we're taking full advantage of her experience and her. Uh, her, you know, action ability or whatever. So, my, I mean, could she be playing Sabine? I think she might be, you know, she she would appear to be a little old to play Sabine given the timeline. But, I mean, it's not like I don't. It's not like they're making a whole show around that character. So, you know, I, I think she could play her for one or two seasons if they, if need be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My guess would be Sabine. There's also some people throwing up. Is it Thrawn? Is it, again, is it Ezra? Sifuni didn't create Thrawn, but there was also Timothy Thrawn had said at one point that he basically has passed over creative control of the Thrawn character to Dave Filoni. So, said something along those lines. So, more or less, even though he, hadn't, he didn't create Thrawn, he kind of, well, he didn't say creative, so he said basically passing on the future of the Thrawn character to Dave Filoni, is what he said. Oh, I was going to say, he, I was like, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know like, how all that legal stuff. <laughs> right, mean, right. Yeah, I don't. I, he didn't. I don't think he needed in a legal sense. More just, <laughs> you know, in spirit. You know, Filoni now has rights. Is right. Is writing the cards for the for the future of Thrawn. Say, so by, by control, I mean Filoni doesn't own. That's the case. Disney owns, which I think Disney. Does yeah, own. exactly. You know, I mean, um, Thrawn hasn't had control of of, of Thrawn. I mean, uh, Zon Timothy Zon hasn't had control of Thrawn. <laughs> For like six, seven years, but um, so if, if that's the case, and you know, then maybe Filoni is referencing Thrawn because he's more or less becoming his character. So right. I don't know. It's a lot of characters, but who do you think? Uh, 
Do you think this is somebody significant? Do you think that this is going to be another Saul Guerrero situation? I mean, I hope it's not another Saul Guerrero situation. Though I like Saul Guerrero, and I like what ended up happening with Saul Guerrero, even though he's such a different character. They took Saul Guerrero's character and turned him into an extremist, which, I mean, he was... He was kind of he was very kind of rambunctious, and he's aggressive in the Clone Wars. But they turned him into like a violent extremist, which is which I mean is interesting, but it's not something that anyone would have seen coming. So, um, I mean, I hope it's someone like Sabine. I feel like Sabine would be the best fit personally. Um, and could it also be another one of the Mandalorians from? And that's where I guess I go back to the Saga everything. Could it be someone from the Re- from Rebels or Clone Wars that's a Mandalorian, but isn't oh, sweet? Yeah, yeah, that's true too, and that's entirely possible. So, yeah, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I just looked it up. Filoni officially, Filoni is not a writer on the show, so it would seem as if this has to be one of his animated characters. Um, or at least it wasn't announced that he was a writer on any of the episodes. So, I don't know. I mean, it would seem that this would be one of his animated characters. So it's very, very, um, uh, this is very exciting, (laughs) honestly, that we're going to get to see somebody. Honestly, I give it, I mean, if I had to bet on it, I'd say there's probably a 60% chance it's Sabine. I would think it's Sabine. In a show like this, I feel like she would fit like a glove, like a glove. You know, you could slide her into any episode of of a show like this. Um, and I think it would it would work completely, and especially in a show called it's called The Mandalorian. It would work completely. Um, so uh, I think that would get most the most amount of people excited. And I don't think it's. I think it would work canonically. So I mean, I feel like I feel like it's just the right time. You know, Rebels ended a little while ago. You get the nostalgia going. You know, you get uh, the people excited. So I, I think that this would be cool. And it would be a, a great nod to all the people that watched Rebels and were loyal fans of Filoni's work. So I think that would be really cool. Um, now, what my question, though, would be what would her role be if it is Sabine Red? If like, what capacity could they even use her? See, the, the 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 only issue with answering that is I have no idea what this show is about because they haven't told us anything. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, so I have no idea. I don't know if this guy. I don't know if this guy's a bad guy. I don't know if I don't know if uh, this Mandalorian guy's a bad guy. I don't know if he's right. a bad guy. I don't know if he's a good guy. I don't know what kind of guy he is. So I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, I would expect. I would, Sabine seems like an honorable person, so I would expect that she would be if this Mandalorian is a good guy. Trying to help him, trying to work the, with him. Uh, or the other name I've seen yeah. thrown out there is Ahsoka uh, Tano. Is that a possibility? Seems a little. As, as, as although I said that you know they could be do somebody uh, that this is a pretty major project, so it would be good for him to do somebody significant. She seems. This seems a little small potatoes for her, like a cameo or a, a bit role in the Mandalorian. That'd be a, a strange time to, to include her but at the same time could Ming Na Wen be playing Ahsoka Tano that age fits I think better and the, the, the need for an athletic action star makes more sense as well hmm. so is, I mean I don't know yeah I mean that's some, that is something to throw out there I 
Um, see, what's interesting is I wanted to say, no, that's not good. But at the same time, I mean, we got Maul in, in, in Solo. I mean, yeah, that was just as random. That was, <laughs> just, that was just as random. I mean, who would have guessed that? <laughs> no one would have guessed that. So, I mean, I wanted to say, eh, I don't know. I mean, the fit, I mean, yeah, she's in the timeline, but, you know, does he fit in something like this? But Maul doesn't fit in Solo, but they threw him in anyway. So they might throw Ahsoka in this in, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily have to be cutting people up, but you could throw her in it still. So uh, she can ignite a lightsaber. You know, it's so, it, I mean, it's something, uh, it's definitely a possibility. Especially if you want to make it feel like Star Wars. Yeah. You know, almost every Star Wars series on some level has to have a, a Jedi, has to have lightsabers. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like it is a possibility. As much as I want to discount it, I can't completely discount it. Because, I mean, at this point, who knows what they do. And and ultimately, they want people to watch. And, and ah- Ahsoka being in the show would get people to watch. You know, so it's definitely a possibility. Um, but I did also want to talk about uh, John Favreau, because he was also making comments um, with regards to uh, uh, what, you know, who may or may not show up in The Mandalorian. Now, Kendall, you were telling me about this, so I'm going to throw this to you. Uh, what was Fav- Favreau uh, saying with regards to who may or may not show up or, you know, what the deal is with, the, with the, some new characters in The Mandalorian? Right, yeah. So, you know, obviously... For whatever reason, people are speculating, you know, in this Entertainment Weekly, they also asked Thrawn, oh, not Thrawn, keep calling people Thrawn today, but they, they asked Favreau about, um, you know, what characters could appear, and there apparently are a lot of people, I don't know who, I don't, I don't think we've speculated, but there are a lot of people who speculated, will Mary Jade or Grand Album with Thrawn appear in the Mandalorian? So, um, uh, so Entertainment Weekly asked, they asked uh, Favreau, uh, about those two characters, um, or any other uh, characters from video games or Rebels or anything that's canon or non-canon, Legends, essentially. Um, and they and they also asked if those characters will show up and if uh, him and his team have had any conversations with uh, Timothy Don, who again created uh, the Thrawn character way back in the day. Favreau said, I don't want to talk anything, I don't want to talk about anything that might be fun for people to discover. He said, we do have conversations. Part of what's fun to see is if we can merge the worlds of the original trilogy, the prequels, the sequels, the Clone Wars, and what's been considered canon up to this point, and what's been considered part of Legends. I think this show offers an opportunity to bring in all those elements, so no matter what your flavor of Star Wars ice cream you like, there will be something to enjoy. But you are asking the right questions. Um, that last uh, that last part, and then this is the, also where he, he talks about Ming Na Wen, uh, her being in the character. Uh, they asked, uh, so is she playing some a name that we've previously heard of or somebody new? Uh, the only thing Favreau will say is we we take full advantage of her acting and her action ability. So. Um, one thing, I think the last part about uh, you asking the right questions is certainly kind of a wink-wink to somebody 
or something will appear in this show like it's not gonna, which i don't think is a shocker i would be more surprised if there were no easter eggs than the fact there are easter eggs or uh you know characters from that aren't necessarily obviously related to the mandalorian but um what do you think about the short you know he they said that he's talked to son about some of these characters and uh that they are, they're having conversations about all these different uh eras of the star wars universe i think that's extremely exciting um I mean, it's not something that I had really thought about very much, about uh, new, either old characters or non-canon characters showing up in The Mandalorian. So I think this is very exciting, that we could be getting some, some old characters or some non-canon characters uh, added to now what is now Star Wars canon. So... Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't personally, I don't think we're getting Mar Jade or Thrawn. I don't think either of those things is going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to keep it real. Yeah, I'm expecting Thrawn in the middle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people's hopes are going to be dashed if they think Thrawn is going to show up in the Mandalorian or Mar Jade. I, it's starting to get, honestly, with Mar Jade, it's starting to get, I started to get to the point where I'm tired of hearing Mar Jade's name. And, and not yeah, all, I mean, it's, and, it's been a it's been a big week from RJ. There was another rumor out there on Facebook that some some guy Mikey Sutton, who apparently is a, is a scooper is a scoop guy, is a, is a newsbreaker in this industry. He said RJ is coming to live action. That he'll have more for us this week. So maybe more on that next week. But um, is it a coincidence that we have that story with now Favreau saying stuff about RJ? I think it's probably just. Uh, simple coincidence, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think it's a huge coincidence. I think it's it's um, some of the stuff is just doesn't even make any sense. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've seen time and time again. We there are so many stories and news and and breaking news that we've covered on Hero Talk and on Imperial. Yeah. That like only twenty five percent of stuff probably ends up being true. Yeah. I mean, people swearing up and down that this and that's going to happen, and it never happens. So <laughs> All the people, I swear to you, Han Solo is Rey's father. And, <laughs> I guess it's still a possibility, but it's like, confirmed. I mean, we've heard every theory. We've yeah. heard confirmed it's Luke Skywalker. We've heard it's confirmed it's Han Solo. <laughs> confirmed it's Snoke. Confirmed it's Palpatine. So, like, some, some, there are some people that are lying, obviously, because it's only one right answer. Yeah. So I, it's it's gotten to the point where I'm tired of hearing Mar Jade. Look, she was a good. Can Mar Jade? Can she coexist? Well, not coexist, but can she exist in the Star Wars universe without having any relationship with Luke Skywalker? Uh, or does that take a lot of teeth? And that's, that's probably unfortunate to say it would take teeth out of her character. She's not Luke Skywalker, but. You know, that I like whenever I hear about her, someone who hasn't read her stuff, I just know of her as like Luke Skywalker's eventual wife in the in Legend. But right. I assume I from what I've heard there is more to her character. But do people care about her character outside of that? Will people care about her character outside of that? I mean, it, if if you're gonna include her, uh, I mean, I feel like that would just be one of those things where you just you're just doing that for to get people at Star Wars Celebration to faint, you know, 
and to get all the sweaties, you know, going crazy, losing their minds. Um, because uh, that's another character that I thought, uh, I thought, um, uh, what's his name? I thought Timothy Zahn wrote very well. Um, I thought, uh, you know, so I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like that name is just, I feel like it's just a name now. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm getting so tired of hearing, oh, is this Mara Jade? Is that Mara Jade? Is this, and it's like, look, Mara Jade was a fine character. I enjoyed the character. Um, but look, she may or may not be showing up more than likely not. Cause I think, I feel like Disney is trying to, um, you know, they're not trying to just remake legends, you know? Yeah. Trying to, they're trying to create a kind of a new story. Yeah. They're trying to create a new story. So, and I don't think they should, I'm just gonna, I'm going to be honest. I don't think they should remake legends and just make Mara Jade and have her fall in love with Luke you know, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel real. I feel like they're just doing this so they could remake Legends. You know, it wouldn't yeah. feel like oh yeah, this is the story they wanted to tell. It doesn't feel like that. So you know, look, I feel like they just need to tell whatever story they want to tell with Star Wars, and and uh, you know, just if Mara Jade is if it they see something that they think is a good fit for Mara Jade, then they can throw her in. The Mandalorian, I don't think is that fit. Uh, so. Um, uh, and I don't think the Rise of Skywalker is that fit. People, she, they, I feel like there's a, people think Marge is going to be in every new Star Wars property that comes out. So yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely going to sh- uh, shoot that down. Um, now another bit of news that's come that you know, of course, as I said before, Filoni's working on season two, uh, and apparently this time around he's going to be directing an episode, which he's very excited about. <laughs> And I'm very excited about. He didn't get to direct an episode in the uh, first season because he's working on The Lion King. But this time around, he does get to direct as well. Um, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for season two. Uh, I'm more excited for season one, <laughs> obviously, since it hasn't even come out yet. But um, but yeah, look, I'm excited. I'm very excited for this show in general, and I, I trust John Favreau. I trust his resume. You know, this show and Disney Plus is right around the corner. I mean, October's coming up. Then we'll be a month away from this show debuting. Um, so, I don't know. Kendall, how do you feel about, about The Mandalorian and Season 2 and Favreau working on Season 2 already? I mean, for me, it gives me good confidence that um, Season 1 is good. Because I don't think they'd be fast-tracking in Season 2 as quick as they are unless... They were confident in what season one was. Right. Um, I mean, beyond that, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I didn't realize John Favreau didn't direct an episode, and so that was kind of news to me. But uh, I guess these shows, like in television, you, you don't. I mean, sure, the showrunner you don't have to direct an episode. You know, typically, you'll see the showrunner they'll direct the series, the season premiere, or the series premiere, and you know, season finale or series finale. But they're not really or mid-season finale. They'll direct major episodes, but a lot of times they'll leave it to other people. So, uh, I guess in, in hindsight, I probably should have realized that, like, it's no guarantee he's directing episodes, but I just, I don't know, I just took it for granted and assumed he was, but uh, it should be interesting to see what his touch feels like um, for the Mandalorian, but, you know, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what Dave Filoni's episode is going to look like, and you know, Rick Amiora, 
um, the dope and uh, Taika Waititi. There's a lot of major, uh, you know, filmmakers and uh, creators that are be working on this the show. So I'm I'm just interested to see what the the different tone of each episode, and what the different uh, what are just going to be the differences in each episode, given who the director is. Um, but this is certainly. Uh, I think good news because also I think it means that we're gonna get Mandalorian pretty quickly, like season two. Like there, it's not like there's gonna be some huge uh, gap um, between season one and two, which I think is uh, is fortunate because some of these shows you you'll you'll get season one and it's great and it's like yeah we'll be back in a year and a half. Um, I would expect this might be right. back by this time next year, so. Should be exciting. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Very much should be exciting. Um, uh, so one other thing to note: so Bryce Dallas Howard, um, the daughter of Ron Howard, it will be directing an episode of uh, the Mandalorian, um, which is pretty exciting. You know, I mean, we have someone who directed it who is. A, is related to someone else that previously directed a Star Wars film and someone that's worked in, on in uh, Hollywood for a while. So I think that's I think that's something that's to, to take note of. So we're getting more more talented people um, working on this project, and I'm very very excited about it. Um, so moving on from the Mandalorian, uh, so it has been revealed that there is a book coming out. Uh, it's called The Art of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So this is a book that's going to contain all the, uh, I guess the major, uh, or I w- what I would guess are, would be all the major pieces of concept art um, uh, that uh, that went into creating the game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, which I, I think is very interesting that they come out with these books in the first place, but I think it's cool if they're coming out with this book for a video game, because I don't think I've ever seen a book like that come out for a video game. Um, so I feel like that should be, that should be pretty fun. Cause that's something that, that is usually very much behind the scenes when it comes to concept art and things like that. But I think it's cool that they're coming out with that for this game. And I think it also, uh, at least to me, leads me to believe that they, we're, we're going to see some pretty, really cool visuals in this. I agree. Game. Yeah. You know, and this, while this is coming out this year, we're getting next gen consoles next year. And they had been developing this game for a while. So I'm, we're probably going to get some pretty awesome visuals in this game. So it's very, very exciting to me. And it's Star Wars. So, I mean, it lends itself. You, you would be right to, to guess that you would be getting some pretty awesome stuff. You'd be seeing some pretty incredible things in this game in the first place. So that's very, very exciting. There's also a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comic that has already started and the first issue what did come out um so that's also very exciting i want to get as much backstory as i can um about uh this story uh in this game with this uh apprentice i feel like there may be another uh another canaan because it because i mean i feel like his story is canaan so <laughs> uh but hope look hopefully, right, right. hopefully it's different <laughs> In some aspects, so uh, yeah, so we'll get that. Uh, Kendall, what are your what are your thoughts on this on the Je- uh, Jedi Fallen Order um, uh, books coming out? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think for me, my biggest takeaway is that I agree that the, the visuals and the, you know, there's going to be some pretty out there, probably wacky concepts that are put in this game. Um, it's not going to be, I don't think, a standard, just, you know, Star Wars game with standard Star Wars art because I don't think they do a whole book about it. You know, I think there are going to be some characters that have, you know, probably some major characters that have some interesting designs, you know, especially the whatever Sith or, you know, whatever Inquisitors are in this game or whatever. There'll probably be some alternate designs for them. Probably be some alternate designs for uh, Cal Kestis and, you know, I mean, I guess it's hard to do alternate designs because it's, you know, being played by, you know, Benagnon, but um, <laughs> I guess alternate costumes for him. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. You know, it'll probably be whatever droid, you know, it's going to be a droid, you know, plenty of droids probably, but it's going to be one, you know, R2 unit or one, you know, <laughs> token 3PO. Um, it's going to be awesome designs for him. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, it should be interesting. It should be an interesting read. Do you know when this should come out? I believe it comes out um, uh, uh, around the time that the game comes out, actually. Uh, yeah, hold on. In, uh, I have it right. Yeah, it's in November. Uh, yeah, this comes out. I think like the same week, or like the week after. Oh wow. Yep. So it comes out. Yeah, November. that's uh. Yeah, November nineteenth. That's good. Uh, and really, I thought the game came out in like January. Oh no. So nope. Yeah, sneak is another one. This is uh, definitely sneaking up on us. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that comes out around the same time Disney Plus drops. So we'll be talking about all that stuff. At around the oh, same yeah. time, <laughs> which is going to be a lot, and I'll probably be talking about that game as I get go through it. So I'm not going to, as much as I love Star Wars, I'm not going to get through that game in in five minutes, you know. Um, so and hopefully the game is long, you know. That's another thing we don't know how long the game is. Hopefully it's not a game where you're going to beat it in a day, you know. So um, uh, so yeah, that's going to be fun, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, so we also wanted to talk about um, some of the books that have come out. Uh, now, the the first thing I'm going to bring up is, is uh, Snoke, because the Snoke comic had, has come out. People are talking about it. Um, when it comes to the meat and potatoes of the comic, there really isn't much there. Um, uh, which, look, it's a one-shot comic, okay, so you know it's not going to be like Right, full of it, full of lore and new information and spoilers for the rise of Skywalker. You know, <laughs> you know, like I didn't really think it was gonna be full of all that, but you know, I was honestly, I was hoping for more. It feels, it feels like it's only like ten pages. Honestly, that's what it feels like um, when you're reading it. But uh, you know, uh, it was uh, it, but it was. I think I wouldn't say it was terrible. I mean, it was it was decent. Uh, but like I said, there wasn't much to it. And, I, and spoiler warning for everything going from here until the end of this podcast. And I'm going to be talking about books um, that I've read with spoilers. Uh, it's a spoiler warning. Um, so uh, Snoke basically brings Kylo Ren to Dagobah and uses torturous methods to train him, uh, lets him fall from a cliff and forces him to use the Force to help save himself. You know, he talks about uh, Luke and how he fears Luke, but also respects Luke. Um, 
uh, and says if he had had Luke as an apprentice, he would have ruled the galaxy a long time ago. Um, uh, or uh, so yeah, he's he very much respects Luke Skywalker, which he should because Luke is very powerful. So that's not, and that's something we kind of knew because he was hiding from Luke. Or what? Well, no, he was no, he was uh, um, searching for. Or did he? Uh, what did he, did he? He wanted the location of Luke, right? Was that was what the thing was? Or they had the map to Luke Skywalker, and he wanted the map, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we always knew he respected Luke because he Luke wouldn't have been such an integral part of all of this. Um. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty. That was a pretty interesting tidbit of news. So Kylo Ren was on Dagobah, and he ended up going into the cave that Luke was in and seeing visions of Luke, seeing visions of Han Solo and and uh, Leia. He stab, he kills the ver- the vision of Luke, but he does not kill the vision of of Han and Leia. But he just kind of destroys the whole place. Um, I guess in a way, he also kind of fooled Snoke into thinking that he did kill them. So it's kind of a hint as to you know his ability to fool Snoke. So uh, so yeah, there's that, and uh, you know people are are coming up with the, all these different theories and. I'm seeing headlines saying this this comic shows that Snoke is Palpatine uh, because he, because he had um, he was wearing a ring that in the Force Awakens novel or in the Force, one of the Force Awakens um, one of the Force Awakens like books either the Visual Dictionary or something it shows that that ring was uh, um, is made out of the same material that's from Darth Vader's castle made out of the same obsidian. And it has the same markings from the the founders of the Republic. And Palpatine had those statues with the same founders in his chain, in his office. So there's a, people are making all these connections, but they're saying somehow it's supposed to show that he's Palpatine. And him mentioning Luke in that way was very Palpatine-like, so it was very odd. Uh, he did kind of sound like Palpatine, but um, it didn't make me think he was Palpatine. Uh, so I don't know. It's very confusing. But Keno, I know you had been keeping track of all the Snoke stuff as well. So, what did you think about the Snoke comic? Yeah, I mean, so you know, obviously we had hyped up this Snoke comic for a while when it got announced to do an issue of Snoke comic. Like, what? Yeah. You know, obviously there were a lot of interesting ways in which they can go. It kind of, to me, from what I saw, it felt like it was more of a Kylo Ren story, and Snoke, you know, played a role. Um, you know, it showed kind of Snoke's, you know, abusive nature, I guess, towards Kylo Ren. Um, and, you know, could have maybe given you kind of an idea of why Kylo Ren, you know, snapped or whatever and, and you know, turned on him in, in The Last Jedi. But right. um, it didn't, if there was anybody that came into this book, like myself, that, that, that expected to get... Um, any type of like backstory of who's okay, you weren't gonna get that here. Uh, yeah, there was very few. I mean, I guess now people are clinging to these Palpatine thing, but from what I saw, there was very little uh, to really cling on in terms of who he could possibly be. There were very little hints or Easter eggs about that. That just wasn't the that wasn't the story. Um, and what I guess for me, what that tells me is that that story will not be told. It will only be told in a movie. And honestly, it wouldn't shock me at this point 
that if they it, it, it would surprise me if they didn't tell in, in the right Skywalker on some level. I mean, I mean you're not gonna get the whole story because not enough time. He's not in the movie, but I expect there will be some fairly significant revelation about Snoke and the Rise of Skywalker. That's what I'm expecting too, as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I you know I haven't said I haven't mentioned it, but I am expecting some sort of revelations about something regarding Snoke and Snoke's relationship with Kylo Ren in this next movie. Um, I mean, if we don't get anything from here on, I feel like he was a wasted character, honestly. A completely wasted character. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think we will. I predict that we will get something uh, with regards to Snoke uh, in this next movie. Uh, even though they're very much pushing Palpatine, you know, I feel like we're going to get something with this guy. Because why do we get a comic with him mentioning Luke and talking about how he respects Luke and all this stuff? It's like, there's more to this guy. Why does he respect Luke so much? You know? So I feel like there's something else. There's more to this. So, um, so yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like we're going to get something. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, I mean, there wasn't much to the comic. It was very much uh, Kylo Ren, very Kylo Ren-centric and just showing how Snoke kind of pushed him around and, and all that, and it's like, we saw that, we know that, you know, so, yeah, there were really only a couple of interesting lines in this comic, but that was about it, um, so yeah, I mean, I couldn't really recommend it, I say, you can look at, you can see the interesting panels online, if you want my honest to God opinion, <laughs> I don't think the writing was bad, but there just wasn't much to it, so, you know, that was kind of disappointing, um, so I have finished the Star Wars Myths and Fables uh, novel. I thought that was very good. It was written by George Mann. Uh, it was the first thing I've written from, I've read from him uh, uh, that was Star Wars related. Uh, re- first thing I've read from him, period, but I didn't, I hadn't, I didn't know he had an interest in Star Wars, so the first thing I've read, I had read from him. And it was very good. I'm going to be honest. This was a, a very, very good book. It was told and it, it was t- it was written as if it was like someone was telling a narrator was telling you fairy tales, or like fables, mm. like it like it is says Star the book is called Star Wars Myths and Fables, but it's telling you stories in the Star Wars universe, um, and it was very very well written. My favorite story, of course, I'm I'm biased towards things Force related, but it was surrounding a Sith who uh, uh, he had a, a statue on Moraban which is revealed in this book, was previously called Korriban. So they kind of fixed that where they just changed the name of the planet out of nowhere uh, in the, <laughs> from the Old Republic. So it was Korriban at some point. So they changed the name right. to Moraban. Um, but he says uh, the Sith, who there was a statue for him um, on Moraban, or what is now Moraban, uh, he was a Sith apprentice, um, at one point, at first he was just strong on the dark side. They show the, the master rose, uh, taught him up and taught him how to control his power and blah, blah, blah. And as Sith do, in the rule of two, he tried to overtake his master. He tried to kill him. He had a scheme to kill him. The master tricked him and you ended up using this force magic or, 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 tr- or basically tricked him into using this force magic that turned him into stone. It literally turned him into stone. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> 
you know, and they said you could see, still see the tear coming down his eye. And they think, oh, what is that tear for? And it's like, no, he was, because he was petrified, basically. He got turned into stone. So I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's very, very, this is a really good book. This is a, I honestly, this was, it was extremely short, but it was good. I was captivated. I was very in, engaged the entire time. So I hope that he, George Mann, ends up writing more things for Star Wars because uh, this was very enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, so yeah, that was fun. So I very much recommend that book. There's, there's other fables in the book as well regarding people and, and, uh, um, there's one regarding some kind of, uh, it's like a, uh, almost like a fairy tale regarding a dark, it's, it's supposed to be like a dark creature, but I feel like it's, uh, it's alluding to Vader, but, it's, but they talk about him as if he's like some kind of creep creature in the night that that attacks like people that are misbehaving it's really it's really creepy but it's very well told um and it's it's really really it's really good so i i thought it was this was a really really fun book um now i also briefly wanted to mention that i am uh re reading currently getting through this book called star wars galaxy's edge um a crash of fate now i'm mentioning this book now because I don't know if I'm going to finish it. And this is the first time I think I've I've said that. Um, that I didn't think I was going to finish a Star Wars book. And it was written by... Hold on, let me get this. Make sure I don't butcher this author's name. Um, uh, Zoraida Cordova. Now, it's clear... It's a young adult novel. You know, they don't hide that. It's written as a young adult novel. So you know, kind of know what you're getting into when you get the book. So I'm not here to bash young adult books but it's what it is it's a love story you know it's kind of your um and look okay i'm gonna I don't, again i don't mean to bash i don't like bashing people's writing but i feel like it's your cookie cutter star-crossed lovers childhood friends grew up together got separated reunite Da -da -da -da, you know you da -da -da, like it's the same that's what the story is it's very that's what it is, you know. And it's not bad. If you like that stuff, you like it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's what it is. And I'm waiting for some kind of major, because I'm already about a third of the way into the book. I'm waiting for something. Uh, I don't know, some kind of major conflict. Something like to grasp my attention. And nothing is happening. It, and I've read other reviews. They're saying it's extremely slow. And I'm just like, I can't. You know, and I'm not into, you know, YA books, young adult books like that. You know, I'm into books. You know, I'm a lore person. I like the lore. And if you're into lore, this is not your book. It's a lot of Batu, Galaxy's Edge, Oga's Cantina, Black Spire Outpost. They're trying to sell Galaxy's Edge in this book. And, you know, I don't know. It's just not, it's not doing it's not doing it for me. I read about I read about Galaxy's Edge in in, in uh, whatchamacallit, Thrawn Alliances when the place was first introduced. It was enough for me. So I don't know. That's so yeah. I'm bringing that up now. I don't know if I'm going to finish this book. Um, so I'm just letting y'all know. If I don't talk about it ever again, that's why. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm just I'm just mentioning that right now. Uh, but Kendall, I don't know. Did you have anything else? Did you uh, have any comments with regards to either this book or, or any of the other books? 
Um, I mean, I I guess the only thing I have is I mean I didn't realize that Missing Fables was a thing. Um, okay. When when did it come out? Uh, Myths and Fables came out. Um, uh, hold on, give me one second. I can tell you right now. I can pull it up. So Myths and Fables came out August sixth. So it was about a month ago, a little over a month ago. Word. Yeah. So I remember that was announced when they when they announced all those other uh, Lucasfilm <sighs> books um, that were coming out this year. That was in it, and that was the one I was most looking forward to. Uh, was that one? I didn't know it would be so short. It's extremely short, um, uh, but it was very, very good. It was a very, very, were very worth it. And uh, I was worried, you know, I was worried that it would not be, but it was. You know, it absolutely was. Um, so yeah, uh, that'll do it for this show. Um, I, like I said, I may or may not keep reading that one. I may see if anything interesting comes uh, probably by the halfway point. But if not, then, you know, I may just move on to other books. Cause I know other books and comics that have come out that are getting very good reviews and are getting a lot of buzz, so I want to jump on those. And, uh, yeah, any more news that comes out, of course, anything else regarding The Mandalorian, Rise of Skywalker, Fallen Order, any of the stuff, we're going to talk about that. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this show. I'm Shamari, joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next week.